This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Gordon. Larry, what's going on, my friend? I'm, I'm, I'm following this Brooklyn-Philly game. I was watching it for a little while there. I flipped around a little bit. Uh, yeah. It didn't seem like uh, the Nets had much of a push in the fourth quarter here. They are down by four. They've, they've, they've really got – they went to a zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that seemed like it was helping them out. And then I it said, did. I, it brought I, them right back in into this game. Yeah, it uh-huh. did. It did. Okay. Um, a lot of, as as you saw earlier, a lot of uh, booing of Ben Simmons in this game. Really, <laughs> really, you don't say. <laughs> a lot of booing of Ben. Wow. Ben, ben um, very uh, physical in the game today. Uh, no, it was, it was louder than that. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was louder than that. And he it wasn't, and Embiid. It wasn't, uh, you you were being kind by saying boo. It yes, probably some other things thrown in there as well. Well, I, well, you know, I, I value our jobs. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we'll stick with the boos. Yeah. And uh, he and Embiid had a little conversation a couple of occasions. But it, here's the sad thing about him, like, and and listen, Seth Curry's had an unbelievable night. He's got thirty in this game. But Gordon, and it's, it's happened. If you follow, if Net fans know and they follow, they understand. Uh, when it gets crunch time, you can't find Ben Simmons on the floor. No, no. you can't find him on the floor. No, and he's a, he's had a decent night tonight. He, he has twelve points. Yeah, he I mean, has. That's not nothing. He's got some it's rebounds, not. got some assists. Yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. a, it's not a monster game he's, by any stretch no. of the imagination. Well, for him, it might be. Uh, I mean, Claxton you know. had a big night. Ky- Kyrie's good. trying to do what he can do. Yeah. Well, you know, they're in that contract negotiation thing, you know. Oh, I guess negotiating there is, that right? extension. Yeah, he's negotiating yeah, extension. That's true. That's uh-huh. true. He's got to be on his best behavior. Yeah, you know, you know. And listen, give him I mean, credit. This would he's, be a whale of a win for them without. It would be. AD. It would be. It would be definitely. So it's a you know time winding Two down. Two point game, right? Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But Gordon, I wanted to start because we touched on the the Jets last night and their ten point plan by the Athletic. Mm. And uh, so tonight, uh, uh, thanks to you for forwarding it to me. Thank you, partner. Mm. Um, we have the giant version of the athletic tonight. So why don't you give me your your quick overview on what you saw from the athletic today? Well, I mean, it's just, you know, basically the things that you would expect that the Giants, they, they put a nice plan in place this year. Um, but there's a lot of work still to be done. And, I, you know, I don't know. I listen to the different shows and I talk to people. I don't know where the giant fan is as a fan base, but it feels like there's almost been a little, like things have started to wear off already, mm. right? Like how things change in the course of a week. When they when they made the playoffs, everybody, oh, absolutely a successful season. And it was, it's absolutely a successful mm-hmm. season. And yep. when they won a playoff game, oh my goodness, this is more than we could ever expected. The, the, the ship is on the right, tra- you know, on the right path or whatever the ships do. Uh, the train is on the right track, all those type of things. But now that the the week has gone by, I don't know. It feels like there's been a little bit more settling in of the reality of, you know what, there's still a lot of work to do. And it's all well and good that you now know, based on Joe Shane's comments about the quarterback, that um, it's still a lot of work still to be left to do. And, and, and I was just thinking about it as I read the article today. If you are a giant fan that feels like, you know what, we're in a great spot now. This is what we've been wanting. Well, you know, the last couple of times you've hired head coaches and you got to this stage, you probably felt something similar. Mm-hmm. After year one of Ben McAdoo, you made the playoffs. You've probably felt like you were in a good spot. And that was, that was the peak of that, t- that, of that error. 
Uh, and then with Joe Judge after year one, not so much with uh, with uh, Pat Shermer, <laughs> but with, with with Joe Judge after one year and just missing out on the playoffs, even though you were six and ten, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people were very high on Joe Judge, thought he was the right guy to get this thing turned around, and uh, that opinion turned around very quickly. So look, I think there's more evidence this time that things are on the right track. I feel better about Brian Dable than either of those two guys at any point, but still. You realize, I think, that reality is starting to set in a little bit that the heavy lifting for the Giants is is still to be done. There's still a lot of pieces that need to be taken care of. And as 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 much as people wanted to give uh, Dave Gettleman credit for drafting a few good players, a, a few pieces that you're hoping to be long-term pieces, now you got to pay all those guys. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be more difficult as well. So I, I guess that was my takeaway from the article. Yeah, ma- very similar, Gordon, in my takeaway. And the other thing was, you know, more of of thinking about possibly a, a renegotiation for Leonard Williams. But this article is like, you know, they may just cut him. And that's, you know, that's kind of, it's interesting. And once again, you're talking about the amount of money that they have to have and they need to get things going. So it's clear you understand that. But they have built so much around their defense. And, um, you know, and I'm not saying he's, you know, I'm not trying to make him out as to be like the greatest pass rusher of all time, but clearly he is a piece. And, um, you know, when you look at what they have to do and and you look at some of the other things that need to be done, uh, I think going back to your comment about the, the, the giant fan, here's what happened to the giant fan. They ran into Philly playing at their best. Mm-hmm. And and there was a sobering experience to say, you know what? Listen, it was maybe it was a good season, maybe it wasn't a great season. You know, I'm disappointed. Obviously, we wanted to go far, we wanted to beat them. It's the hated division rival, but dad, we weren't in that game. And so now you look and you it, the realization comes back of, all right, maybe it's not the Super Bowl run that we that we previously saw from this team. Maybe it's not the same thing as you know uh, beating New England before we. Ruined their undefeated season, and you have to really look at the talent on this field, on this team. And there's they need a bunch of things in a bunch of different positions. And you know, you talked about, uh, you know, when they came here with, uh, you know, <laughs> the man that turned into Pat Riley, <laughs> uh, McAdoo. When, oh, when he oh yeah, sunglass hut. I always used to refer to him. <laughs> sunglass hut. Yeah. You know, and he turned, you know, once again, it was, okay, well, we got Eli Manning. Okay, mm-hmm. so we know Eli, we know we won with Eli. We, we we have faith in Eli. But now it's Daniel Jones. And listen, Gordon, he had a really good season, okay? And he's going to be brought back. And I heard Olofsky on the K-Show today talking about maybe $33, 34000000 million that he would offer him. But Gordon, are you, are you, are you sure he is the guy? Are you sure that he is? And I'm not saying that he isn't, but I'm saying Joe Shane and Brian Dable, they have to be sure he's the guy. And that's going to, you'll find out if they think he's the guy by the amount of, by the amount of years they give him the contract, not the money, but the amount of years that they give him and the guaranteed money, that's going to tell you what they really think about him. 
Yeah, and the story is by Dan Duggan, who obviously covers the Giants mm-hmm. for uh, The Athletic. I thought the uh, one of the interesting uh, sections he had was, you know, Shane was mostly playing with house money in his first season. If quarterback Daniel Jones and running back Saquon Barkley flopped and the team continued to lose, Shane could blow through the core up assembled by his predecessor Dave Gettleman. But now if Shane signs Jones and Barkley to lucrative long-term contracts, they become his players and his tenure is now going to be defined on how they perform. So I, clearly they are going to bring back Daniel Jones. That would be an absolute stunner if that does not take place. But clearly with um, with Saquon, that is much more up in the air. And we'll just have to see how that plays out because I think that they would like to have the player back. But investing that amount of money into any player at that position becomes a little tricky. And I don't know that that's the way – and again, if he does – it's going to be his player. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know if that's necessarily the way you want it because it, it's about building an organization. It's not just about having one good year. And uh, as good as, as the feeling was, I'm sure, for Joe Shane as the team is winning games, now his his real job is now starting. Yeah, there's no question about it. Here's Jordan Runon on Jones and Barkley. Well, we know Daniel Jones is going to be back. I mean, Joe Shea made that abundantly clear yesterday. You know, we'd like to have Daniel Jones here. And then he actually even flipped at one point and said, we're happy Daniel's going to be here. So he actually said it as if it's already done. So he's either going to get signed or the franchise say, Saquon, I think that one's going to be up in the air. I mean, you heard him talk yesterday. He said that's a good player. Then he talked about positional value, priority positions. Yeah. Uh, you have to worry about the salary cap. Like, that sounds like greasing the skids for the possibility that he's not. But if they do get a Jones deal done early, you know, that $10 million franchise tag for the running back isn't so bad. They offered him more than that during the bye week. Saquon said he doesn't, you know, he's not looking to reset the market. The market's 16 with McCaffrey. I think if they came in at 14, they can get a deal done. But I'm not sure the Giants want to go there. No, they don't want to go there. <laughs> they don't. No. And with, with, with obvious reasons, listen, he was, he was a, a unbelievable part of their offense this year. Okay, there's no question about it. He was durable. He's been kind of durable the past couple of years, more than he's been previously. But once again, it's it's the age and it's the position. And it's unfortunate, but you know, going back to the article, Gordon, I would say there is a better chance of you having Jones and no Barkley than having both of them back the, uh, next season. Yeah. And again, it's not about paying him for what he did this Mm-mm. year. It's about nope. what do you what do you project him to be? And when he's been as bad, and he was even banged up this year. You saw that the production dropped off when he got banged up. If you could guarantee that he's not going to be hurt for the length of the next contract, well, when he's healthy, he's amazing. Yeah. But that was the flaw of of making him the second pick and why we'll never see a running back. I don't care if it's Barry Sanders that comes out. He's No running back is ever going to go two in the draft again because it's very rare you sign anybody, any of those running backs, to second contracts. No, and it's unfortunate, but you can – and I gave the example last night of the kid Pacheco in in Kansas City, Mm -hmm. seventh-round pick. He's flying up and down the field. Uh, You know, he's not making Saquon money. He's not going to make Saquon money this year. He's – you know, it's going to go – and Gordon, uh, a couple – and obviously he wasn't picked as high in the draft, so I get that. But, you know, even if he is valuable as he is – when you get another guy that you draft late who's got speed, you can take his place. They're, in, they're too interchangeable now. Not saying that the running back position is devalued. It's it's the versatility and so much ability from various running backs that you don't need them to be the main weapon in your offense now. They're they're you know they're like a side dish. 
You know, they're not Absolutely. the main course. They're a side dish. They, they add flavor to your passing game. It's not just you don't just have one guy anymore. You have nope. multiple backs, and you don't pay really any of them. Uh, it's not even like you're taking the, 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 the 12 to $15 million that a top back gets paid and splitting it because of the cap. You're, you're trying to find all these ways that you can get as much talent on your team under that cap. So that's one of the reasons why those rookie quarterback contracts are so valuable. It allows you to spend money before the quarterback is, is making any money. You can spend all that money in other places. So uh, you have seen that, that the successful teams, they do not have just one back. Mm-hmm. So if you're if the if the Giants do end up extending Saquon Barkley, either uh, especially with a contract, if they franchise him for ten million, I guess that's not so terrible for one year. But mm-hmm. um, if they if they bring him back on a long term contract, they are they are not following the trend of successful organizations, and I think they're making it more difficult for themselves because again, the the outside of kicker and punter, the position that NFL teams spend the must the, the least amount of money on is at the running back position. Yeah, absolutely. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. When we return, we'll take your phone calls. Plus, Gordon has a question for you. Uh, coming up with the uh, you know where are the Giants at from a Giants fan standpoint? He's going to ask you some questions. We'll hear what you have to say next on ESPN New York tonight on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And breaking down the uh, situation for the Giants into their offseason, uh, nice article in The Athletic uh, today uh, breaking down the Giants situation. And Gordon, uh, as we chatted earlier in our pregame session before the show, you had a couple of ideas to try to get the thoughts of Giant fans. Right yeah, now. I mean, I just kind of wonder where they're at. Like back in the day when I was doing the morning show, we would do poll questions every day, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think today we would have done one where it's like, where where do you see the Giants at? Where are you at with the Giants after that this season? Is it like one where you're, you're, the, the organization is back? Right, like not not back where you want it to be uh, in terms of Super Bowls, but back in that you know for sure they're definitely on the right road. There's no question in your mind they're on the right road. Uh, is it is it a little less than that? Is it you know this was a good first step, but the the heavy lifting is still to do. Do you look at it as this was just a fortunate season and the the future is still very murky, or do you look at it as still like the heavy li- the real heavy lifting? is still to be done. Like the major pieces, when you are good again, the major pieces, when you're winning playoff games, the major pieces of that roster are not on this roster yet. Like where mm-hmm. are giant fans at at this point? For me, I would still say it's it's probably three. Uh, now look, the quarterback, if you feel good about the quarterback, then you're probably a little higher on that scale than I would be. It's clear Daniel Jones is going to be back. But I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like while he was good this year and was certainly improved this year and, and his game against Minnesota was fantastic, I don't know. I still kind of feel uh, a little up in the air about him. And and the fact that people are throwing out $35 million for sure, um, if that were my team, I'd be a little uneasy. Yeah, you you, you got some concerns. <laughs> you really do. You, you do. And, you know, you, you need, to, you need to, to upgrade at the wide receiver spot. You need to upgrade, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, as you mentioned, Gordon, you've got some some guys who are coming up that need to that you may it may be better for you to extend them rather than for them to go into free agency. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, uh, once again, going to the article, I mean, Xavier McKinney is, is is a guy who's really good, but you question his durability. He's missed a lot of games. You know, so what do you do? What, what's the situation there? And because you have all these folks that you may have to, you know, get extensions for, Gordon, that means it's going to limit what you can do in free agency. So you're going to have to rely a little bit more on the draft. So uh, while the Giants had, listen, I agree with you. They had a, a really good season because they accomplished what nobody thought they could accomplish. Absolutely. And maybe maybe some people in the building thought they could, okay? But I'm sure there's some people in the building that were surprised at the way the Giants were able to go. I mean, not only to have an over 500 record, but to go to the postseason and win a game in the postseason. So, I mean, they've had a great season. But as I always say, we always talk about it, this is when it's it's tougher because now you have to, unemotionally, and that's what Joe Shane said, Unemotionally, now you have to sit down and look at this team and look at this roster and say, hey, guess what? This was nice, but it's not its not sustainable success what we're doing here. We got to make some moves. And I think he's, I don't, it sounds like he's not adverse, Gordon, to saying goodbye to some veterans if he has to. Well, I think you have to, right? Like the, you can't get roped into thinking that this year is a the case for every single player on this roster where you got to bring this guy back and you got, no, there's got to be changes somewhere. Now the quarterback clearly is going to be back, but there's going to be other areas where you're going to have to maybe get rid of players who um, had nice production this year uh, to, to find other areas to improve on as well. So uh, the thing is, is with, you know, you think that, all right, we're through this season. You got all this money to spend in the off season uh, and you can go and, and, and dive into free agency. Some of that is going to be tempered by the fact you have to sign your own guys. And, and maybe that's a good sign that it's going to be tempered yeah. because a lot of times in the NFL free agency, the teams that are making the big moves are just making big mistakes and they come back to regret the. I mean, giant fans don't need to be told that after the previous regime. I mean, every time it seemed like they dipped into free agency, it turned out to be a disaster, be it Kenny Galladay, be it Nate Solder, uh, Patrick Omame, or, you know, some of the other moves that they brought in here. Um, it did not work out. So, yeah, it's. I think for Joe Shane, it still has to be about the long term, and it's a good first step for sure. But it still feels like there's a lot of pieces on this team that needs to be improved upon. I agree. Dan Olavsky <laughs> was on the Michael K show today, Gordon. Yeah, and he had some interesting thoughts about uh, Daniel Jones. Listen to what he had to say. How many quarterbacks do we think are in the NFL, not think, that we definitively feel or know, yes, you can win a Super Bowl because or with? I think there's like 14 to 15. I'm not going to include guys that are rookies, and I'm not going to include guys that like have injury issues, maybe like a Tua, right? We don't know that. So does Daniel fit into that category of, you know what, with the right coaches and the right pieces, I think we can win a Super Bowl with this guy? As crazy as I feel saying this, I think he earned the right to be in that group. Now, it would have to be one of those situations where you got two or three really good perimeter players in a top seven run game and a top 10 defense, but I think you could say definitively, like, because of what he did this year and getting rid of the mistakes and then making some big plays, I think we got to give Daniel a little bit of benefit of the doubt in that. All right, Gordon. So, um, listen, the way he executed Dable's offense this year was excellent. There's no question about it. All the improvement, all the coaching staff gets a lot of it. He gets a lot of it. It was great. He needs a lot of help 
for him to get to the Super Bowl. And I don't just mean on the offensive side, on the defensive side as well, Gordon. I mean, he this is one season that he's played at this level. The next step for him is to take a step above and continue to improve and see what else he can do. Yeah, and, and, and kind of getting back to the point that I made a, a little while ago about how in the, a couple of previous coaches that you had in here, after one year, you might have felt a certain way, and, and you found out that, that that one year was just that, that one year. Uh, with Ben McAdoo, you thought that first year, all right, we're back in the playoffs. I mean, you know, this guy's come in, he's he's taken over from Tom Coughlin, and, and we're still, while we're disappointed about the, the loss in Green Bay, there's still lots to feel good about with the organization, and that was the beginning of the end of the organization for like a five, six-year period. And even with Joe Judge that first year, I mean, they were 6-10, and 10 and people were, were touting Joe Judge as if he was doing some amazing – I mean, people on this station were talking about how he could be a Hall of Fame coach after <laughs> a 6-10 and 10 season. So I would just say, you know, maybe curb your enthusiasm a little bit. And, and to just answer Dan Orlovsky's question, I, I, don't, I don't know that it's 15 quarterbacks that I would say for sure – you can win a Super Bowl with? I think it's lower than that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, because, all right, you're saying Burrow, you're saying, I would think you're saying Josh Allen, you're saying Mahomes, you know, you're saying the obvious ones. But once you get out of the obvious ones, who else are you saying? Are you saying Justin Herbert? I think maybe you could say Justin Herbert. Could, could he win a playoff game first? Yeah, really. Uh, I mean, you're not including Kirk Cousins in that. You can't include Tua in that. Um, Dak Prescott, you're not including in that. Derek Carr, you're not including in that. I don't know if we're including Aaron Rodgers in that anymore. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the list of court, I I think Trevor Lawrence might eventually get there, but I don't know that he's there just yet. I I think it's a lot lower than 14 to 15 quarterbacks. Yeah, I agree. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to do that after one season, Gordon. I mean, he's had flashes. He, this is the best season he's had since his rookie year. Yeah. Something that, and you know, durability, there's a lot of things. And in fairness to him, it's almost impossible. I mean, there's so many variables that you're you're expecting that his production is going to take another step up in the in the right direction because you're going to surround him with talent. But the talent's not here yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now maybe if he had a listen, if he's got a crew like they got the Forty Niners, yeah, he's got a shot. Yeah, I mean, that, that crew is that is loaded. That is absolutely loaded. Receiver, running back, tight end, fullback, offensive. I, I mean, they're just they're, – they're incredible. Yeah. They're very very talented, laden team. And, um, you know, it's funny. How long has John Lynch been there? Because he got a six-year deal when he went on to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. The only other guy I know that got a six-year deal is Joe Douglas. Mm-hmm. They've already been to one Super Bowl with John Lynch as the, the guy mm-hmm. running the show there. Yes. Might very well get to another one. Might very well. Yeah. Yeah, might very well. And, uh, you know, Joe Douglas is still, you know, searching for a QB. And, and it's, it, you know, the Bengals is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. I, was wa- I was watching a clip today uh, that was put together by, obviously, a Bengals fan of when Joe Burrow was going to get drafted. And he was the, obviously going to be the number one pick, and the Bengals had the number one pick. And the amount of people, oh, you know what, he should – he should pull an Eli Manning. He shouldn't go to the Bengals. He should go someplace else. Can your career be derailed even before you get drafted? Oh, he's mm-hmm. going to an impossible situation. And it just shows you these teams that are rebuilding for three and four and five years. It was just, what was it, three years ago Joe Burrow got drafted. They won yeah. two games that year. Isn't that something? 
and all of a sudden it's all turned around and they very well might be going back to a second Super Bowl. And he got hammered. That oh, year. that first year, absolutely. <laughs> he got still he still doesn't have an offensive line. Still doesn't. Still doesn't. You know, but he's got great receivers. And he's got great receivers and he's got great receivers with great communication and they come back. They they understand that I don't know whether he has the ability to audible or whatever, Gordon, but he's not sitting back there waiting for these long dry, these long routes. Guys come back, they they cut the route off. They do they have great adjustments. And so, you know, it's it's you gotta have a quarterback, Gordon. You do. It's it's it's, it's it helps you a lot. You gotta have a quarterback to win in this league. There's no doubt about it. They nailed that one. They got that one right. Yeah, they did. They did. Gotta have a quarterback. Uh on Twitter. At Hardesty ESPN, Gordon will tag on in a second, so it'll be soon at Gordon Damer and at 98.7 ESPN, under 98.7 NY. Well, you know what it is. I always get it twisted around. Underscore, yes. The yes, under- the, the underscore is the one the that gets me. the underscore there, you know? The underscore, is the, all, the underscore always kills me. It just does. <laughs> underscore. Uh, anyway, what best describes your feeling as to where the Giants are now? On the right road, good first step, a fortunate season, still major stuff to do. You can weigh in on our poll or you can call us at 1-800-919-3776. We'll take your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Tomorrow it happens, Gordon. Joe Shane and the crew get into a room and start chatting about what they're going to do. Who's leaving? Who's coming back? Who's going to be offered an extension? Who's going to be cut? Who's going to be restructured? And uh, it's, 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 Gordon, it's one of the biggest decisions that uh, Shane and Dable will have to make. Now, they made some big decisions, obviously, last year uh, with the draft and everything. But now this year, you know, once again, you know, you're, you're expected to get back to the playoffs. Okay, that's that's the line. You're expected to get back to the playoffs, even though, you know, you may take a step back because of the changes you have to make. But I mean, what you did this year, I mean, Gordon, you're expected to make it back and maybe at least to get at least to get to the first round, at least to get past the first round. Well, certainly to get back. I mean, if you're saying that, you know, if you're voting in the poll question, you're saying well, for sure we're on the right road or this is the beginning of something big that. Uh, you don't say, well, next year we can miss the playoffs. No, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you want to, I think at any organization, you want to show progress every year. So this year there was huge progress to go yep. from being out of it in, in October to playing relevant games and making the postseason. That's huge. Mm-hmm. But the, the goals don't change. And, and a perfect example is, I think, the Knicks, right? Yep. The first year with a new regime, they surprised everybody, not only got to the playoffs with a fourth seed, now, they didn't get as far as, as the Giants got. So maybe there's a scenario where the Giants get there and, and it's just a bad matchup and they lose in the opening round and it's not seen as some huge failure. But no, I mean, if you, if you feel like this year is not a fluke, that this is the actual start of something, well, then that's the baseline, making the playoffs. And it would be one thing if you got through the year and you're like, you know, we're going to blow this whole thing up. we got to start from scratch. But you're saying that, the pe- a lot of the pieces that you want to build with are here already. And I would agree. If, you, if you're going to keep the quarterback and pay him, okay, fine, he's here. Dexter Lawrence I don't think is going anywhere. The left tackle, whether they re-sign him this offseason or not, that 
you know, they still have some time on that one, but mm-hmm. generally you want to get those guys locked up before they hit free agency because it's just going to cost you more later if you truly believe that they are franchise left tackle. So all these pieces uh, are all the, the foundational pieces of your organization. So you get another draft this year. This will be draft two for Joe Shane. So these are all big things, and you will have some – he'll be actually able to do some stuff this offseason in free yeah. agency. Yep, a little bit. He'll be able yeah. to do some things. You know, Far more than he, last year. Uh, yes, absolutely. And they've got – the other thing is, and I'm not sure how this works, Gordon, but they're going to have a lot of dead money according to this article too. I mean, you know, Galladay's yeah, got dead money. Yeah, it's not going to be a one-year thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, so they, Digging they, out they, from a, a terrible oh. GM is going to take you a little while. It is. It is. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. And, um, you know, so it it is – it's fascinating because now – Gordon, in a lot of ways, they have they've they've surpassed the Knicks. I mean, uh, the Jets so from where oh, they no, were. No question, absolutely. You know, like like no, the absolutely. Jets were ahead of them coming yep. into this. Well, you, the you season. hoped, right? Yeah, you yeah. Were and now they've they've surpassed them in the sense because of what they were able to accomplish in their first year. Now, Bing bong. they might have had they had some more pieces in place, okay? Because they had a quarterback that they you know they didn't know. They had a quarterback the that the they third string and make him inactive. Exactly. <laughs> That's yes. a, that is a big benefit. That that is, even though you know last season it wasn't it wasn't pretty there. <laughs> last season wasn't pretty, uh, but this season you know so they had a slight advantage because they had a guy coming in who knew how to deal with quarterbacks and, you know it's it's, it's a shame but ultimately it's it's going to come down to what is the flavor of the league right now, Gordon, and that is. You got to have an offensive guy if you want him to be a successful head coach. The defensive head coaches, other than Belichick, they're struggling. They're struggling right now. Yeah, I mean, is there? It's, it's tough. Of the four guys that are left, none of them are defensive guys. No. Nope. So, uh, it, I mean, if it's, a, if it's a copycat league, you can understand why it's in that aspect why teams will copy that because if you if you get the great offensive coordinator. That guy's almost certainly going to get a job. It's almost like, you know how like the MVP always goes to the quarterback? I feel mm-hmm. like pretty soon every head coaching job is just going to go to the, uh, an offensive yeah. guy. Yep. It's, almost, it's, it's almost like you're working at such a deficit if you're a defensive guy. You've got to show that you are just an absolute genius as a defensive guy to get that chance because the, the, the game is just so based on offense right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. If you're Wink Martindale and you're going on these interviews, how realistic a chance do you think you have of getting them? And he did a great job. Yeah. And it's waited a long time. Yeah. You know, but, but it's so slanted the offensive way. You know, it's – it's you're going to have to be – if you're a defensive head coach, you're going to have to get the most unbelievable offensive coordinator and turn all the offense over to him. That's what you have to do. You got to turn it all over to him and just, you know – Way in on occasion. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Do you mm-hmm. think that the Giants will lose either of their coordinators this offseason? Either Kafka or Wink Martindale? I think they have a shot at losing Kafka. I think they have a shot. That's I mean, fast, look at, man. I know it's fast. I know. I know. But he's he's look what he's done here. He's got the you know, he's got the pedigree. He's he, he's a Kansas City guy. He was over there, so he's got the Andy Reid tutelage that helps him. And, uh, you know, look what he was able to do here. And he's going to get a lot of credit for helping uh, Daniel Jones also, along with Dable. So I think because of the offensive way it is, 
I think that he's got a shot to go. I think if I think he's got a shot to go. I think Wink Martindale will be here. I do. I think bo- I think both of them are going to be back because there's just not that many openings this year. Usually you get a lot more openings this year. There's just five, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's the Panthers, yeah. it's the Cardinals, it's the Broncos, it's the Texans, it's the Colts. Yeah. Now he he talked to the Colts, Kafka. Mm-hmm. He talked to. They both talked the to the Colts, right? Yeah. Uh, did they both talk to the Colts? I don't remember. I think, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think Martindale did talk to the Colts, mm-hmm. but Kafka talked to the Texans. I don't think he talked to the Broncos. I think he talked to one of the team. Mm-hmm. So maybe he talked to three. I mean, if he's got three interviews out of five, in, you know, five openings, yeah. and he's talked to three of them. Maybe he does go, but I think last year there was a lot more openings yeah. around the league. Like it was like a third of the league was looking for coaches this past mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's only five of them, I think that, that that's a good sign that that both of those guys will be back. Because you got to figure, Sean Payton's going to get one of those jobs, right? Right, right. Oh, unless so that, he decides he doesn't want any of them, you know. Unless yeah. he decides that I want, you know, uh, you know. He, but I think the job he wants, there's already a head coach there. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing the Chargers keep stay staying the staying the course there. You would yeah, think, think after blowing that lead like they did, that that would be enough. But uh, no, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna stick with it another and year. And then they fired the offensive coordinator, right? Right. Yes, clearly his fault. <laughs> Um, but if you figure, Crazy. it seems like Peyton, the strongest rumors are for him to go to Denver. Mm-hmm. So if you take him off the board, then you only got oh, four left. That's a good sign that both guys will be back. And that's really yeah, what you true. want. You want to be able to build some continuity there as well. Yeah, absolutely. You you be do. Fl- uh, even though Dable's the, the, the offensive guy and you figure he'll be, he's got enough resources to go get somebody else. You know, you don't want to be, you don't be going down that road again. Not if you can help it. Not if you can help it. You really want to, you know, maintain some continuity, like you said. And you're not going to maintain that continuity. But then again, that's that's what success brings, right? If you're successful, that's what happens. You become that hot new person. With the exception of Wink Martindale, who's been, you know, he's not a hot new person. He's a guy who's been around the league and, you know, there's... 15-year overnight sensation. Exactly. Exactly. Now, you do know. you think there's any chance the Giants just end up franchising Daniel Jones to say almost not that they don't believe in him, but, you know, these numbers that some people have thrown out there, $35, $40 million, you can you could franchise him for that for one year and then say prove, prove it, it again. Yeah. I, I know Brian Cashman would have done that if he had the chance with uh, Aaron Judge. <laughs> That's for sure. He sure would have. Didn't have that option. He did not have that option. It – it really depends, Gordon, on what they, how they really feel about Daniel Jones. If they feel, and because they, and the reason why I hedge and put a put a disclaimer on it is because they watch him every day. So, how good is he in following what they do? How good can he be? Will they give him more of the playbook? What's going to happen? I I would say that franchising him would not be a bad option. To be honest with you, I would franchise him. Because I'm not, I'm not guaranteed. I have to be sold that he can do it again. Now, does it mean that next year his money's going to go up? Well, the following in the 2024. Yeah, it will. Great. Okay, if, if, if then I'll pay him. <laughs> Prove me wrong again. Prove me wrong again. I'll pay yeah, him. I, I don't see him. I don't see him going. Anywhere. You know, with all the, the talk about quarterbacks going here and quarterbacks going there, I don't see him going anywhere. Right. So then, why would I pay him multiple years? 
I could franchise him for one year and just say, okay, let's see what you do it again. Prove me wrong. That would be fa- that would be absolutely fascinating. If he ended up you know, trying to work out a deal someplace else and, and force the Giants to, to franchise him or something, mm-hmm. I, I just don't see that in him. Uh, right. Now, I, I know don't he either. was very he was very tight lipped and when the season ended and all those type of things, but it just feels like that he he just he just seems like a giant quarterback. You know, he, he carries himself the right way, man, a few words, puts the work in behind the scenes. He's their guy. They want to keep they want to they want to show, even if it's not been this way before this year, that they have some stability there. Uh, I, I would just be very surprised if he's not back and they they go the the franchise tag route. Yeah, well, you know, because if you go on the franchise tag route, that's kind of telling you they don't really believe in him. Well, you know, you know, what Watts did with Kirk Cousins. They didn't really believe in him and made him a, ma- a gazillionaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, in some ways they were kind of right, although they ended up with a worse option. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like yeah. he would have been better than anything that they had, but they weren't completely wrong because I don't that, – that going back to the, the um, Orlovsky question about the 14 or 15 guys that can win Super Bowl, I don't think you'll ever win a Super Bowl with that guy. No, I agree. He, he's, almost like, he's almost like where the Knicks are at. They're kind of middle of the road. Mm-hmm. They're not bad enough that you're going to say, you know, we got to get rid of them. But he's not good enough to ever win you anything. We'll continue the conversation with our poll question next on 98.7 ESPN New York.